the Overwatch League actually has a start date, finally, as well as some interesting new developments and a whole boatload of questions. I'm Mitch Reams and this is the Esports Minute from Esports Network. Esports Network is looking for new sponsors. If you work for a company looking to expand its reach in esports, Esports Network has opportunities across digital media, podcasting, and video programs. Please reach out to Esports Network CEO Mark Timmick using the email in the bio of the show. Hey, the sooner we get a sponsor, the sooner I'll have to lead every single episode with that read. So hit up Mark, please. Today, we're talking the Overwatch League, and of all esports, OWL had the hardest 2020. Already entering the year with plenty of questions, the year saw reigning MVP Sinatra jump to Valorant, the Vancouver Titans, the defending runner-ups, dropped their entire roster due to COVID, and owners to reportedly ask for bargains on their massive buy-ins. Yeah, it, it wasn't good. 2021 might be better, but the league's questions surrounding it only got larger. This week, Blizzard announced the 2021 schedule. Even though the Call of Duty League, the OWL sister league in many rights, is starting in mid-February, the OWL won't kick off until April. In that time, three Western teams, the New York Excelsior, the Philadelphia Fusion, and the LA Valiant, all announced they'll be moving operations to Asia for the season due to COVID. That brings the division to a split of 12 teams in the West and 8 in the East. And speaking of the LA Valiant, a report from Aaron Halo Spake, an OWL insider, claimed that the LA Valiant have actually been sold to a company or owner in China. His report said that that new owner wants a fully Chinese roster, leading to the eventual release of the entire team and coaching staff. The LA Valiant have denied that report. For now, we don't know the truth, but Halo has broken plenty of stories in the past, even if he shoots from the hip a little bit when it comes to some of his reports. In many cases, the massive buy-ins that owners paid to get in the league are forcing them to cut costs on players' salaries. That's creating a really weird ecosystem where contracts are going down as Activision Blizzard takes up an insane amount of cash. The Paris Eternal are one such example. As an expansion team following Season 1, the estimated price of the spot they bought was absolutely more than $20 million, with ESPN estimating that those spots were going between $30 and $60 million each. With Paris being a main international hub, theirs was probably on the upper end of that estimate range, if ESPN's correct there. In November, the org released its entire roster. It's not like the Eternal were bad or anything last season. They finished first in the North Division and fourth overall. They did have a poor showing in the playoffs, but this was pretty clearly a cost-cutting measure from the management team in Paris, quite similar to what happened with the Vancouver Titans during the season. So, where does the league go from here? The viewership breakdown points in a clear direction to me. The 2020 season had pretty bad viewership. Esports charts said the average was about 46,000 viewers, a decline of 60% from last season. Now, part of that might be the move from Twitch over to YouTube, but still, a 60% decline doesn't just happen out of nowhere. The crucial thing about esports charts data, though, is that it doesn't include Chinese viewership, and that's where things get a little bit interesting. According to the Nielsen AMA data, which does implement Chinese viewership, the OWL Finals, the only event we have AMA data for, was watched by 1.55 million people. That's a 38% increase over the 2019 Finals. So hey, that sounds like pretty good news. It's not League of Legends numbers, but it's still pretty good. If you combine that little bit of knowledge with the three Western teams competing out of Asia and the one already reportedly having been sold to a Chinese owner, and we see a potential exit strategy emerging for owners unhappy with their OWL investment. 
Prior to the season, the breakdown was 15 Western teams and 5 Eastern teams. That becomes 6 if the Valiant sale holds, and then there are already those two others already competing over there for 2021, although neither Ambox or Concast have in indicated they have any plan to sell. They're mostly just moving over to Asia because it's a little bit easier logistically, I believe. But going on, as more owners are unhappy and more Chinese owners are actually willing to pay for these teams, I think we could see those scales tip towards an equal split between divisions, if not favoring China eventually. There's certainly no shortage of cash for esports in China these days. If you look at the type of investments they're making, like the $1.5 billion venue that's coming out of Edward Gaming in Shanghai, suddenly 20 million for an Overwatch League team doesn't look as crazy as it might look uh, to a Western owner who isn't really seeing the return on their initial investment. So we'll see how it goes, but we're waiting till April until OWL actually kicks back off. That's all for this really long episode of the Esports Minute, but hey, when you're talking OWL, you always have plenty of things to talk about. Over the weekend, we've also got a great podcast on the Esports Network podcast feed. It's published right now, and I talk with Marshall Zlaznik, the new CEO of Esports Engine, who comes from a background in the UFC and combat sports. We discuss parallels between UFC's growth and esports, how to build better storylines in esports, and how esports can potentially monetize broadcasts down the road. I know a lot of people in the esports industry would kill to have pay-per-view broadcasts and the money those bring in, but that's just not a reality for where esports is right now, and I'm sure fans feel the opposite way. You can find that podcast linked below this show or by searching for the Esports Network podcast wherever you like to listen to the Esports Minute. Have a great weekend, and I'll be back on Monday with the biggest esports story of the day in just a few minutes.